You're listening to Metal and High Heels, the official podcast from the magazine about metal, lifestyle, and entertainment. Hello, everyone. You're listening to the Metal and High Heels podcast. My name is Steffi, and I'm here with... Kiki, hi there. And Pia, it's good to have you back. Show notes with links to everything we mentioned during the show, metal-and-highheels.com slash podcast 39. We have a special topic today that differs a bit from the ones we had in the last episodes because we had a lot of episodes um, that dealed with music topics. But before we talk about that, I want to know everything about the visit of your mom, Kiki. Oh, it was cool. It was weird. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> it was cool. <laughs> uh, because I haven't uh, spent so much time with her in in a long time. We don't see each other uh, that much live because she lives in the US. And also it was her first time visiting me in, or visiting me and my brother and her first time in Europe. So it was the first time I had my mom at my house, you know, it's weird. <laughs> mom started like cooking for you and uh, doing chores I don't know she's starting she started cleaning and stuff and I was like dude it's your vacation <laughs> but um, it was fine it was cool it was nice to have her here yeah and you did a lot of sightseeing I saw that on your Instagram yes we spontaneously flew to Rome that was my first time there as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was very last minute. And after that, uh, oh, we were also in Amsterdam with her and my brother. She actually liked Amsterdam better than Rome. That was unexpected. Um, yeah, uh, but we also showed her Dortmund, obviously. We, I went to her to, with her to Cologne. And uh, yeah, next time we will show her some more. <laughs> <laughs> Did she say why she liked Amsterdam more than Rome? Uh, she said something like it was uh, newer, more um, orderly. Modern? Yeah, more modern. And also the architecture was, I think, nicer. I think Amsterdam is a really beautiful city. When Steffi and I went there last year, uh, no, 2017, uh, we didn't have much... Well, we didn't have the possibility to see so much because my suitcase went out of order. Oh, damn. Oh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was not so good. No. <laughs> so we bought beer and we got drunk in the train. That's <laughs> 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 oh, a nice thing to do. <laughs> yeah, good alternative. Yeah, it was on our way to Female Metal Event 2017. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, and Steffi, you are okay again? You were ill? Yeah, so yeah, I'm okay, thank you. Um, it was, I don't know, maybe a week, yeah. My stomach hurt very bad. I felt very sick and weak, but yeah. It's better now. Had nice Christmas holidays and New Year's Eve and everything's fine. That's nice. cool because I was ill during Christmas. <laughs> That was so oh. shitty. <laughs> No, no Christmas for me this year. Aww. Was it very bad? Yes, I slept a lot. When I am ill, I just sleep a lot. It's not that I have pain somewhere. I just feel tired, really, really tired. And I sleep at least 12 hours per day. I can sleep up to 16 oh. hours per day <laughs> when I am ill. And I wow. am so tired that I have to do this, so... I yeah, that's good. Your body has to <laughs> has to recharge and heal. Yeah, I think that's it. But that cool. doesn't have to happen <laughs> over Christmas. <laughs> yeah, bad timing. Yep. Did you listen to my solo episode? I haven't had the chance oh, no. yet. I'm sorry. Oh. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's, it's still on my on my phone loaded. <laughs> Okay, that's good. But everybody, if you're like Sorry. us, like Steffi and me, you have to check out uh, Pia's solo podcast episode. It was number 38 and it was about And My Guard, right? Yep, that's true. I had an interview with, Anne, with Anna by the end of November. Um, 
And I did a um, an acoustic review. <laughs> How can I say that? Um, I reviewed their new album Moira during the podcast episode, plus some news. Nice. So I think I did the best job that I could do alone, <laughs> but it's much better with you. <laughs> Cool. Thank you. Cool. So if you haven't yet, go back to listen to that uh, podcast episode and uh, and or also the interviews on YouTube. Yay. Um, I lacked off the right, uh, the correct address um, that you have to type into your browser. So maybe you can tell the people what they have to type <laughs> to find our podcast. Oh, metal-n-highheels.com slash podcast? Yay, that's it. <laughs> Thank <Okay>. you. <laughs> <laughs> cool. You will know what, I, what I'm talking about when you listen to the episode. <laughs> All right. Okay, but today's topic is equality. But I wanted to put a new perspective on the topic because when people talk about equality, It's mostly equality for women, like an equal pay gap or men who treat women as things and not as human beings. Um, I think we will also talk about this because it also belongs to the topic of equality. But I um, mainly want to talk about situations and, um, I don't know, fields of operation where men are less worth, so to speak, than women. Um, because I think uh, when we work on this, equality in other parts like business will come quicklier. So it's the kind of balance. Um, let us know your opinion on this and tweet at us while listening to this episode mentoring at Metal High Heels. The most characteristic field in which men are less equal than women um, is for sure the family, I would say. And for a long time, I thought it's unfair that after a divorce, mostly women stay with the children and the fathers leave and uh, can start anew. But in reality, and I um, had I listened to some research on the radio about this, and that confirmed this opinion, um, fathers suffer when they are separated from the children. And um, more men feel um, depressed or even commit suicide because of the depression they get from being separated from the children. Um, yeah, and... Even if the family is together, the businessman has less time with his children because he has to work all the time and so on. Um, and the, this popped up in my mind first when um, I talked to a female colleague and said that I think it's unfair that women have to stay at home with the kids when they have kids in the family. And her answer was, maybe some of them want to. And then I thought, yeah, that's true, but maybe some men would want that too. So now I want to hear your opinion on this. Well, <laughs> um, I think it's a very interesting topic first because, uh, yeah, equality needs to be um, viewed, viewed or seen from both sides and not only from the female one and the female or the woman is always um, a victim and she's weaker than men and all that stuff. I do not like that perspective because I don't think that's that's not really true. In my eyes, or my opinion is about that, or my, my first opinion in that topic is the main problem are the stereotypes of the sexes in, in the society. Because in the mindset of most of the people, they are very defined rules of men and women. And if these rules still exist, there maybe will never be equality because if it's just in in the mind of society that a woman has to be a mother, stay at home and the man needs to work and make money because she has to take care for the family, um, we will maybe never get the equality we want to have and we fight for. Yeah, I'm sure there are many facets of that problem and many consequences. I think we can discuss that during that podcast, a few at least. <laughs> What about you, Kiki? Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I think that 
you're right. I, I will also have to look for a link to uh, what I'm about to say, but uh, there was someone working in advertisement in the 1920s, or uh, for some reason I'm thinking 1913, uh, so over 100 years ago, um, someone who said that feminism is also good for men because uh, it it goes against uh, these stereotypes of uh of, you know, the typical 50s picture. Um, a family is a man and a woman who are married and have children. And the father goes to work and the mother takes care of the children and the home. And that's uh, still uh, kind of what we see until now uh, in media and um, and advertising. And obviously now women get to work and get to vote and all of that. Uh, but this, uh, the rest of that concept of the family hasn't really changed at least not in what we perceive in media and um yeah it it hurts everybody not only women because as pia was saying uh, there are men who would actually want to stay at home and take care of the children and uh, also um when i have heard uh, men say that it's always uh this is my experience. It's always with uh, with a um, with an excuse when men say, "I quit my job to take care of our children because my wife earned more money." And it's like you don't have to justify yourself because it's totally valid to take to make that decision. And the other thing that I wanted to say is um, that, of course, also families have changed completely. There are now families with two moms, with two dads, or. Uh, Trans people have families as well, and um, there are families in different sizes and 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 colors and and everything. And the other thing is also, um, well, I'm talking about how the concept of family uh, has changed. Uh, when I was growing up, uh, there was this like suddenly uh, everybody was getting divorced, and now divorce is something very normal. Now kids from divorce growing into um, or with with separate with separate parents is something like very normal, and uh, yeah. So all of the other uh, models of family should also get normalized and we should see that in media and in advertising so that we can internalize the fact that it's normal and healthy and so that all of those stereotypes can also change. Yeah, I think that's extremely difficult to get this change inside of our heads because it just takes so much time um, because my mother was... 32 when she became a mother uh, when she gave birth to me and uh, when I will have children I will also be 32 at least so um, there are 30 years difference between the these two generations and um, I'm not sure how old my grandmother was when she gave birth to my mother but I think it also has to be something in her late 20s or early 30s um, so there's just so much time between these generations. You just can't change that so quickly because it's so deep inside our society. It's yeah. an everyday struggle, but it will take years and generations to, to fully change that. Yeah, definitely. If it's even possible. <laughs> yeah, and I think lots of these thoughts about this topic is in our subconscious because we grow up with these stereotypes just just look at disney i don't know what you watched in your childhood but <laughs> i watched cinderella and um that is just that typical stereotype that room model the pretty girl waits for for her prince and um one point is for example um where i think that man has lots of pressure in um, relationships, in love relationships, mm -hmm. because it's always expected from the man. He has to do the first step and the woman or the girl just waits there yeah, for her for a prince, I don't know. <laughs> uh, and I have to say, for me, it was the same. I just, um, I don't know, one day it just came to mind, oh shit, I said Bella and was just exactly the same. My boyfriend 
needs to uh, or did the first step because I just I don't know I wasn't able to do it and yeah or you expected him to do it yeah exactly I expected exactly that's what yeah. I think that's so difficult very difficult point to change yeah but that's exactly that's exactly what I'm saying you just mentioned um, Cinderella and Disney and what is that that is media that is something you watch on TV yeah so sure things change throughout generations and um we learn how to be a family or how to be part of a of a relationship based on what we see from our parents but also a lot of what we see in television and um for example and uh, of course television and movies etc so uh, that's part that has to be part of the change and of course then um we have to make new laws to fit to fit these new models but i do think that uh, it doesn't have to be um or that change can happen uh, more f quickly and faster if we change the things that we see every day and that children or you know like the next generations see every day it doesn't have to be the next generation in 30 years when your kids grow up to get married or something like that that they then only will have to will have to change their views it's also the kids that are now 18 and and that are now also six years old all of them need to see different um not only the stereotypes but uh diversity in in every uh in every possible way, not only um, not only in a racial way, but also in in family concepts and in I don't know. Uh, children also need to see, uh, or girls, for example, need to see that they can reach uh, positions of power or positions uh, politically or professionally, for example, so that they can say also, uh, well, I can do that too. And now my <laughs> my different perspective comes in. <laughs> um, I I think I see it um, just like you, Kiki. Um, by the way, I watched Power Rangers and Sailor Moon when I was a kid, and um, there the women were also the heroes. <laughs> so um, there there have been um, there has been entertainment besides Disney for children earlier, and I think there will always be um, diversity in this. And it's also good that there is this diversity because it's still okay for a woman to stay at home and take care of the children if you really want to do this. Um, totally. But um, you just said that girls will see that you can have a career, that you um, can earn a lot of money and so on. Um, and I am very faithful into the new generations or the, the people who are now, I don't know, 15 or 20. Um, because of another fact, um, I see that boys and young men get more and more fashionable. My first impression was, damn, they look like girls. <laughs> or when I went to the <laughs> to the fashion store with my husband and we were looking for um, new t-shirts or something, there were so many clothes where I thought, when I was 20, men would never have worn this. And so... Um, Men also uh, discover these fields that were mostly for women when I was younger. So this fashion and makeup thing. Um, and they um, they become more female, so to speak, if you want to talk um, about masculinity, femininity, femininity? <laughs> femininity. Femininity. <laughs> um, if you say that fashionable, being fashionable is something that's typical for women, then... Um, There are many young men who discover this for themselves now, and I think that is a really good thing. Yeah, that's true. I think it's also a little bit strange that um, the the typical way of thought, if you think about feminism, is that a woman needs to become a man. Yep. Yeah, I also thought, okay, why do we need to become more like man and not the man a little bit more like woman that's exactly where i'm aiming to <laughs> thank you yeah 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 <laughs> you're welcome fashion is maybe a good example for that development yeah fashion and also 
more and more men who get the possibility to um, to take a break from work and stay at home and be there for their kids. Because I think in the near future, um, it won't happen that women stay at home that much, more than men, for the next few years, but um, they will return to work very early so that the children go to kindergarten and so on. Um, and I think also women will say, in or our generation of women, or maybe some of them who are young mothers now, will say, um, it was good that I had this time with my children. I think that will also change, that it first it becomes normal that women also go to work and spend less time at home, and then there comes this change that um, the father can stay at home. And I think it's not... Um, The the possibility is not there since a long time, since a long period of time. I remember this discussion that men are even able to take this time off work to um, to stay at home and take care of the children. Mm-hmm. That's a younger I think achievement. That's also, yeah, but I think it's um, mm-hmm. it's very close to the topic of the equal pay gap because um, yeah, how you already said. The woman, um, it's sadly often like that, that the woman earn less than the man. And so it's just, yeah, <laughs> pretty sure that the woman stays at home because the man has the better job and makes more money for the family. And um, that's very close to each other, that the equal pay gap needs to be closed. So there is a real choice of the of the mother and the father okay who of us wants to stay now here with our child because it doesn't matter because of the money there's no um, difference who works and who's at home so yeah you can do what you like to do and they can choose yeah exactly and I think that also puts a lot of pressure on men um, I think that became better in the um in the younger past, but um, I think when my parents were young and my mother didn't quit her job, maybe many people might have thought, oh, my father doesn't earn enough money so that my mother also has to work. Hmm, yeah. So yeah, there's yeah. also, or there is again a lot of pressure on men. Yeah. We shouldn't sure. always see this as something, or as a benefit, but also as something that puts pressure on them. Um, and I think we discover this so late because um, men are taught or were taught in the past that they are not allowed to show their emotions. And I think that's something else that changes with the younger generations. Yeah, hopefully. I think yep. that's very <laughs> bad <laughs> um, to... Uh, what's the word? Uh... Also, yeah, I think it's very bad um, that that mindset that men don't should show their emotion because um, th- we are all just human beings and also men could be sad, they need to cry sometimes and mm. yeah, and so women are sometimes aggressive and wants to beat someone yep. and yeah there are of course some difference of the sexes yes it's yeah uh, just some research show that women are more um or have have more empathy and men hmm, less <laughs> but yeah, yeah just but i, th- I just think numbers. there is a big problem in this um in this research because i think the that the sex doesn't matter. I think it's true that more women have this empathy and women are more interested in, I don't know, beautiful things or they they are better or more women have the talent for decoration and so on. Um, but that also puts pressure that you have to be like this when you are a man or a woman because there are just more men or the people who are something might just be more men or more women, but the women who are not like this are completely different. (laughs) 
So it's just, um, do you know what I mean? I, it's difficult to explain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's also because we are all different personalities. Yeah. It doesn't really depend on on, on what sex. Uh, on what parts you have. Yeah. If you want to come down to that. Um, at this point, and before I forget, I want to recommend a documentary on the topic of um, men showing emotions. And it's called The Mask You Live In. It's on Netflix, at least here in Germany, but I, it's probably um, everywhere as well. And if not, uh, find it on the web. I will link it on the show notes that you can find at metal-n-highheels.com slash podcast 39, the number 39. Mm. Uh, I've, and, oh, sorry, uh, I don't want to interrupt you. I just found a way to explain. <laughs> I will do that when you when you finished. Yeah, uh, well, the documentary explores a lot of uh, young men, so uh, boys, and how they deal with... Um, with not being able to show their emotions mm. or being embarrassed or afraid even to show uh, sensibility or sadness and how that affects them. And obviously the bottom line is that uh, that is actually part of, of sexism, of these uh, stereotypes and standards that um, people are supposed to uh, are supposed to be. And... Um, yeah, it's just uh, it's just a way to to tell, or or it's just a statement that sexism affects um, men as well, and we should just abolish all stereotypes because people are people, and we should be able to show whatever emotions we have, dress however we want, choose if we have kids and stay with them at home, or have kids and go to work and whatever. Mm. I think they call it toxic masculinity or something like that. Yes. Yeah. That's it. Um, my explanation fits to this, what you just said, because um, let's take the example of humor. Um, let us take a fictional research which says that 80% of men have a lot of humor and only 10% of the women have a lot of humor. That means uh -huh. that as a woman, you can be the funniest person on earth Nobody would expect this from you because you are just one out of ten. But that would be um, something of what people would always say, oh, only men are funny, which just isn't true because there are also 10% of the women who are really funny because they have a lot of humor. And there are also 20% of men who are absolutely not funny because they don't have humor. Yeah. And I think that is um, the same for every other characteristic point that you have in your personality. Yes. And those were made up statistics, by the way. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mostly I love statistics, but at this point they just suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's why we have these stereotypes, or the stereotypes are made out of this research and also things that people discover in their daily life. And they are 80% true, but only 80%. <laughs> Or I don't know, whatever yeah, percentage you want to put in here. And research is always just made by human. And yeah. if these scientists and the researchers have a stereotype in their mind, I'm pretty sure they, they will find interpret them, yes. somehow yes, <laughs> their data like that. I studied statistics, so I know how to fake them. <laughs> and you not always want okay. to fake them sometimes you just do it because of subconscious things yeah research bias I think is the name of that yeah what else did you want to talk about well we um, also talked about or no let's take a step back because Steffi said in the beginning uh, that th there is a lot of um that women are often seen as victims. Mm, but I read more and more often that um, men are of, more often the victim of domestic violence, more often than women are. I think What? that's an interesting point. Yeah, um, because they don't... I'd like a link to that. Uh, I will f look up one. I just hear it every now and then and... 
um, but I will uh, Google that <laughs> and send you a link. Um, they just don't um, defend themselves and they don't want to go to the police and say, oh, my wife bet me up because they are embarrassed of this oh, yeah. fact. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. It's like yeah, also... We, sorry, yeah. I wanted to change the topic, but if you have to add something, then feel free to do this. Um, yeah, I just remember the Me Too debate because that was just very, very... Or that was very present in the media. Yeah. And there it was just the fact that the women were shown or presented as victims. Of course, they are, or some women are victims. I don't want to um, negate that fact. But maybe if there's such a hype, the truth could be a little bit mm, changed, or that's the truth in our minds, that only women are victims, but there's also, how you already said, um, the violence could be also against men, especially in relationships, that they're also very um, psychological violence, of women against the men. That's yeah. Um, yeah, also possible and sadly true, I think. Yeah, and men also suffer from body ideals. I mean, I went to the gym yesterday and it was crowded, <laughs> mostly <laughs> by men <laughs> who maybe think that they have to have muscles. But I think that, that changes too. Yeah. I, I mean, first, yes, I'm... I'm completely with you, um, but uh, first, also women need to have muscles nowadays, that's um, a new hype, also women need to be very strong and fit and, yeah, needs to have a six-pack. But, yeah. Hey, hmm? <laughs> problem with that? No, it's just not my personal taste. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe six packs in general, though. Yeah, I also read some. It should be funny, but it's. <laughs> I think it's just true. It's just a fact. Something like, um, well, men do not like muscles that much, uh, but women do on the man, and so the man needs to have muscles to be attractive. Yee. Yeah, Ninety percent of the women might like muscles on men, but ten percent might totally hate it. <laughs> Maybe. It's the same. <laughs> there will always be someone who likes something different. I don't think that one hundred percent of people like men with muscles. Exactly. No, but it just yeah, it depends. Not a bodybuilder like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't know. That's just too much. <laughs> Needs to yeah, stay I think, a balance. I think men just, um, they deal with this another way than women do because women always hide their bodies or often hide their bodies. Huh? And men, no. if a man is fat, they are just like, oh, okay, I'm fat, so what? And laugh about <laughs> it, yeah, laugh it off. Yeah, that's something that um, more women or the, the 80% of women who are who don't want to show their body because they think they are fat, um, could learn from the 90% men who don't care <laughs> about this fact. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay, now I understand what you mean. And that those statistics are also made up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Only fictional statistics from here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think in general, um, as Steffi also mentioned, that... Um, that when we think about the topic of equality, we think that women have to transfer into men. And um, very often, or there is also this stereotype of feminist, feminists, mm -hmm. female feminists, <laughs> um, that they have to have, for example, short hair and wear white clothes and look like men or look like what we think men should look like. Um, and I think that's just not true because feminists are also allowed to be beautiful, sexy, show a lot of their body if they want to do this. It's, it only depends on what you want to do. Um, but they don't have to be sexy or whatever. Um, we 
have these stereotypes and we have to say goodbye to them. Yes. <laughs> um, the one way and the other way too. And I think that is something, um, or many women might also be feminists, but they don't want to be put into this stereotype or they don't look stereotypically like a man. Um, then they might, or I think that, um, they don't take them serious because they don't look like them. I think that's a problem in every um, society or in every culture, subculture, that if you don't look like the stereotype, then you're kicked out <laughs> or might be kicked out easily. Yeah, and that is something that also has to change in the feminists' minds or in the minds of a lot of feminists. Which point do you mean that they need to look like men or that they need to be beautiful to uh, be that you can serious. be a female family feminist <laughs> or a female looking um, female and quoted well just think about um emma watson i think she's a very loud feminist i would say i just saw some of their speech speeches speech and yeah she's very classical beautiful lady so i yeah i don't know if that's still still so important i hope not <laughs> <laughs> yeah me too but i don't I know. think that's the 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 part that's changing the fastest yeah like all of the um the visual stereotypes like what is uh or what is perceived to be uh, feminine in, um, you know, in fashion and uh, stuff like that. The whole gender neutral and uh, non-binary. Um, yeah, all of that, uh, all of those concepts are also um, getting a lot, a lot more attention and a lot more visibility and getting more popular and uh, which means they're also more accepted. So that is, I think, the, the part that is that is uh, working and changing the fastest. Yeah, and it has to. And I'm happy that it does. And that I'm always happy when I see someone on the streets and think, oh, yeah, the gender stereotypes are changing. Yeah, and you can see that uh, on today's uh, 20-somethings and uh, people who are just, you know, 18, 19 and younger also. And so we're talking, obviously, about our 30-something <laughs> view. <laughs> yep. And um, I'm 31, I just turned 31 people. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, obviously that that uh, that's a little bit of context to all of our conversation, but it also brings up the topic that uh, Pia you were t you were talking about, or or one of the one of the things that uh, triggered this whole conversation, the thing that at our age, at our old age, we are obviously thinking about uh, families and whether to or whether not to. And um, you were saying uh, something about you and your husband thinking about family and how you might deal with that. Yeah. Tell us more. <laughs> um, we had this conversation a couple of weeks ago. Um, and I, uh, one of the reasons I love my husband so much is that he just doesn't live in the stereotypes. I think uh, that is because, um, he comes from the former DDR in Germany. Explain shortly what it was, what it is, what you're talking about. Uh, the German Germany. Democratic Republic. So Germany was split after World War II until 1989. Um, and there was communism in one part of Germany on the part that was separated from the rest. Um, the East, right? Russia ruled this part, yeah, the, the eastern part of Germany. Um, and um, they had a system to take care of the children because they just... Um, the woman worked there <laughs> from their early ages um, and they didn't take much time off to take care of their children because the state um, organized this. So they didn't have this problem of um, women were seen as 
uh, as people who stay at home and take care of the household and the children mm -hmm. um, because they just needed them for the work. Um, and so it was common that also the women go to work and earn money. So that was not normal for them. And I think um, that also affected his personality in a very, very good way. Because also when we talked about this topic, I said, um, I don't want to uh, stay at home all the time. I want that we share this time that we are allowed to stay at home with our children. Mm -hmm. Um, and then something um, for what I love him even more <laughs> is that he said, well, um, I could also imagine to stay at home longer than you do if you want to go back to your career, to your work earlier. Cool. Yeah. But I also earn more money than he does. So, <laughs> But that was not the reason because we earn more or less the same. It's just a little bit more what I get. Um, yeah, but... Um, I always try to have this equality in our relationship um, and I have the feeling that he also wants that because he supports me in this way fully, completely. For example, yesterday I came home from work and I went directly to the gym and when I came back home, he cleaned the house, he washed um, the clothes, he cooked, he even cooked something that I could eat today. <laughs> so something that you would call typical woman's work And today I did the the um, the dirty clothes and stuff. So we we share this fifty fifty fifty. Can you say that? Yeah. Every one of us does fifty percent of the household duties. That is great, and that's, that's great. <laughs> uh, two things uh, that I want to say about that. But uh, keep your thoughts, Steffi. You wanted to say something too. Um, and one thing is the childcare or the caring in general the part that um what you were saying that in the in communist germany back then childcare was provided by the government it's something that i think a lot of families could um could benefit from and um because obviously there are uh We also have to look at this from other perspectives, from the perspectives of single mothers or single fathers who who, who need to work to yep. provide for their kids. So uh, that is also something uh, very important. And the other thing was uh, going back to abolishing cliches, right? And... Um, And I forgot what I wanted to say, so <laughs> Steffi, over to you. <laughs> Steffi? Yeah, I'm just still thinking <laughs> because um, it's a thought which came in mind while we talked about all these stereotypes and uh, we maybe should forget them. Yeah, true, <laughs> but that's I difficult. Think, <laughs> yes. Exactly, and I read someone a book. I need to check up the title again, but that was um, about choices, choices we do in our life, and because we get more and more choices, it's very hard for lots of people to to do it, <laughs> just to choose. Um, Just just everything, everything in your life. Do you want to uh, go to study? Do you want to go to work after you finish school? Or is it just like if you want to buy this marmalade or the other marmalade? Because there are 20 marmalades in the supermarket. And that's very hard for many, many people, I would say, to do these choices for their own because it needs a very long time you need to be very self-confident you need to know what you want and stereotypes make it just very easy because society says you what you have to like what you have to choose and that's I would say also a very important point why the stereotypes just exist because it makes life easier. Mm. And if an unconfident boy or girl just do not know who they are, don't know what they want, they 
choose the stereotype because it's easy and because it's there and they know it's accepted by society, by the people who are surrounded him or he or she. But, but yeah, just, just came into my mind, very philosophic almost. Yeah, a very hard point why. Yeah, it, but also very true. Yeah, and maybe once again subconscious and which make it which makes it very hard to get equality because stereotypes are just very easy to handle <laughs> in some points yeah and so um again also for men because um i think it take um you have to have a lot of self confidence to say I stay at home and take care of the children as a man so yeah. um also for my husband to say i totally support you um, and we share all these duties because if I tell this to someone else they are surprised or as Kiki said um, that the guy who told her he stays home to take care of the kids um, excused himself for this and that's something we have to we have to kill <laughs> kill the excuses Yes, and that's the difficult part I think mm, yeah We get there slowly, or maybe not as slowly as I fear we do. <laughs> But we're on a good way, I think, in some. Yeah, yeah, pretty sure. I think there just needs to be lots of very brave people, men and women, who just do it on their way and just listen to their heart and, yeah, fuck up on stereotypes and go straight their way and... These are just room models in the way of there are lots of room models and I can choose whatever I like to. And yes. I'm pretty sure for some people it might be very hard to choose of these lots of options. But yeah, we need more brave people, men and women. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And uh, to that, I want to add that um, it's also uh, about the loss to make the all those changes and to get to that utopia of zero discrimination that we all wish and dream of, um, we have to take advantage of the laws that uh, benefit uh, or, or help us. For example, we are, I think, also very, very lucky and very privileged to live in Germany where um, dads can take time off their jobs mm -hmm. as well as moms so uh do that uh don't be scared because i also think that uh, because of stereotypes many men are afraid to take that time off in in from their jobs and um it's i think also it only takes one person to change that because when one person more so if they are in a in a higher um position on the of the of the hierarchy hierarchy if they uh, take the time off the, the others and and function as a role model maybe other of the other people will follow how cool would and it be if a football player would say sorry i take one year off playing football because i have to take care of my children now or i want to take care of yeah. my children now That would be amazing. Exactly. That would inspire a lot more people to do that as well. And on the other side is if you live somewhere where you don't have those laws and for other laws like childcare we were talking about, um, we have to get a little involved in politics and, uh, yeah, make those laws happen, you know. And it can start, and it can start with uh, your original comment, Pia. It can start with telling our politicians we need uh, changing diaper changing tables in all of the bathrooms, not only women's or even genderless bathrooms, if you want to. You know, just like um, we have to ask for all those things as well. Yep, I want more um, bathrooms where children can, uh, where men can take care of the children. <laughs> Diapers is the right way, uh, word, right? Diaper bathroom, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I said it in the podcast, but at least now I did. Um, so I think we should come to an end of this episode, but I think we uh, should find some people with who we can talk about this episode. We should definitely talk to a woman who is 
much older than we are, maybe 60, 70, or at least 50, because they know a totally different time than we do. Um, and we should find a man who, or a father who um, tells us his opinion on this topic. That would also be really, really interesting. So I hope there will be more episodes about equality in the, I don't know, not the near future, but somewhere in the future of this Metal and High Heels podcast. Definitely, this is uh, to be continued. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> My conclusion of this episode would be that um, we also, or that the first step that we should do from where we are now is um, overthinking ourselves. So um, kill the stereotypes in our heads and be brave and um, just be as we want to be and not expect someone to be funny just because he's a man or something. <laughs> Just put in this um, the characteristic um, strong, for example. Yeah, I think that was what that works better. <laughs> <laughs> don't put stereotypes on other people. Uh, don't put stereotypes on yourself, and keep on fighting. Amen. <laughs> yeah. <Yes>. Mic drop. <laughs> cool. Amen and attack. <laughs> okay, cool. So, do you want to add something? Otherwise, I would come to the subscription part. Uh, no, go ahead. Yeah, I'm fine. Don't forget to subscribe to the Midland High Heels podcast on iTunes or your preferred podcatcher, um, especially if you liked this episode, which is obvious because you listened until now. Um, and there will be more episodes about this topic. You can find all the episodes at metal-and-highheels.com slash podcast. There are a lot of other interesting topics that don't deal with equality in every episode, but I think we have this topic as a side topic very often. Where can we find the show notes, Steffi? The show notes <laughs> of this episode and, of course, of all the others, if you want to look them up, is on metal-and-highhills.com slash podcast39. And, yeah, you can follow us on Twitter at Metal High Hills or we are also on Instagram That's at Metal and High Heels. And yeah, subscribe to our YouTube channel, like our Facebook page. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and have a happy new year. Woo! Woo! And thanks to yeah, Christian Renouvel for the you. awesome jingle based on the song Storm from the album Undying Fire by her band Mercy Isle. Yeah. See you next. Uh, yeah. No, see you in two weeks. <laughs> Not next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, no. Bye. Bye. Bye.